0: Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strivel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Now notice the next verse. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall wake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting content. Now how is that verse gonna, uh, going, how are you gonna, uh, put that verse in 70 A.D.? We got a sudden, uh, if, if verse 1 was fulfilled in 70 A.D., Verse 2 Many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now here you've got the doctrine of the resurrection. But now uh, it, this verse if you take it on uh, face value it, it does it is it talking about a resurrection a physical resurrection a literal resurrection you would think so, unless somebody told you otherwise. I mean, uh, uh, and of course, you're talking about people that are in the dust, coming out of the dust of the earth, and you're talking about them coming forth to everlasting life and to everlasting contempt, See, all right. The uh, but what does the dispensationalist do here? See, he's in trouble. Can you see why he's in trouble? The resurrection is following the tribulation. You see, I think verse 1 is talking, is going beyond Jerusalem. That was just a preview of what's going to happen during the tribulation in those days immediately. But the Bible tells us that the Son of Man immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the Son of Man come back. Well, we know, here's what we know about the end time. We know that Jesus is coming back. We know that He's coming back after the tribulation. We know that the dead in Christ are going to rise when He comes back. We know that the living are going to be changed in a moment and twinkle an eye and caught up to meet Christ in the air. And we know that. There's no uh, nobody denies that. Now what we don't know or what uh is what the dispensationalists tell me I don't know that Jesus is going to come back before the tribulation. They tell me he is. Now you see, verse one talks about the tribulation, doesn't it? All right? And uh, then uh, verse two brings in the resurrection. Alright. The resurrection this resurrection brings up two classes of people the saved, the lost. Oh oh, pre-tribulation. It says that the all the saved are resurrected and changed and caught up to meet and carried back to heaven before the tribulation. See that in this verse. And now they see that they see the force of that. And what do they do? Uh, and Doctor Gabeline, who was one of the uh, one of their smartest dispensationalists of. Uh, American variety at least, Uh, he says that this resurrection is a national resurrection. It's a resurrection of the Jewish nation that the Jews are scattered throughout the land. See? And it is a... that uh, Figuratively speaking, they are sleeping in the dust of the nations and the nations are tramping on them and, and they're trodden down. And of course, in, 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 his, his books, uh, are, are worth reading. And what he predicted, you ought to, uh, uh, the times in which I have lived since, and he wrote, uh, in, before 1915, even before First World War. And then he wrote after the First World War, a few, uh, just early, because he, uh, but his description, uh, how he saw Palestine, the Jews going back to Palestine, brother, and and in 48 they went back as a nation. see, of course they've been they don't shake the ground, but they're in there, and there's more Jews in Palestine today than there were when David was there. So uh they've got the Jews in Palestine, and it's an interesting picture, but now that they, they're already back out. Uh, so to speak, from that standpoint. They're not there from all over. Russia's not letting them all, uh, all it want to to come back to go there. But, but now, uh, notice uh, in, uh, let's see, it's Isaiah, is it? Isaiah 20, look at Isaiah 28, uh, and Isaiah 29. Now, Isaiah 28, uh, Paul quoted this verse. Where am I getting it? Have I got the right? No, I haven't got the right. Have I got the right one? Yeah, yeah. 20. Yeah, all right. It's 27, 26. Chapter, chapter 25 uh, and chapter 26 of Isaiah. Uh, verse 8. He will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off their faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. Now, when it says he will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears, uh, in First Corinthians 15, Paul tells about Christ and death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, grave, where is I? Uh sting and soul, old death. All right, now it's a quotation. That's what he's quoting. He's quoting from Isaiah there. So, so Paul is using that expression to refer to the physical resurrection. Now, in verse uh, 19 of the 26th chapter, Thy dead men shall live. Together with my dead bodies shall they arise. Awake. And seeing ye that dwell in the dust, for the dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Now, and Dr. Gabeline says both of these passages refer to the national restoration of the Jewish people. And his reason for it is this. Otherwise, Daniel 12. Would uh, teach a general resurrection. Gabeline says that uh, uh, Daniel twelve two says that the uh, that the resurrection over here some to everlasting life and some to everlasting contempt is at the same time and therefore would be a general resurrection and they don't believe that. See dispensation believes in three resurrections that the resurrections. Will be in the, uh, the first resurrection is in three stages, and then you still have the resurrection of the wicked. So, uh, that's, that caused him to interpret, uh, this passage figuratively. Now the Amelillus comes to this passage, and they say, uh, uh that, uh, the same thing that Dr. Gabeline said. That is his, the conclusion that he came to. The omelette says that this will happen at the same time, but it doesn't say that it will happen at the same time. All, all you can read out of this passage is the fact of the resurrection of the righteous and of the wicked. There is going to be a resurrection, see? Both of the righteous and of the wicked. All right, That's, that, uh, in, in John... The fifth chapter, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine, you have uh, the same uh, the, the the same uh, statements. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the graves shall hear His voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good under the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil under the resurrection of damnation. Now, John five twenty eight does not say that all will hear the voice at the same time. It doesn't say that all will come forth at the same time. All it says is that the hour is coming, the time is coming, when all that are in the graves are going to come forth. And then he describes the two uh classes, the saved and the lost. But as far as any time element, saying that it's done separately, it doesn't say that it'll that it's uh, separated by a day or an hour or a year or ten years or what? It doesn't say that it's simultaneous. All right, go to First Corinthians, the fifteenth chapter, and verse twenty-three, and you have another passage that's uh, that, that, that's. Uh, that's used to prove these different resurrections. But now, this passage, uh, instead of of saying that there's two classes that have come forth, it says uh, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterward, they that are Christ at His coming. And then, or afterwards, or after that, the word then in verse 24 is the same as after that or afterwards in verse 23. So what you've got is, Christ the first fruits, after that, they that are His at His coming. Well, now, look how much time is between that. Now you see you couldn't place any time between uh Daniel 12:2 and John 5:28 and 29. And when and in such passages as the resurrection of the just. See? Uh in in uh John 11 uh, 24 master said I know that he'll rise again. In the last day, see? Uh, and uh, and then Paul talks about the resurrection of the just and of the unjust, you know, when he says, I believe, uh, like his forefathers, you know. He says, now, if I'm guilty of her- heresy, well, let it be. But I believe in the resurrection of the just and the unjust. But now, Paul didn't say there'd be any time element between the just and the unjust. He just says, he makes a statement, he believes in the resurrection of the just and unjust. He didn't say they'd come up at the same time either. He just said he believed in the resurrection. Now, you see, the dispensationalist uh, airs on one hand. The amuletist reads into the passage something that's not there on the other side. On the other side of the pendulum. Uh, But now this passage puts a time element among the resurrection. Now, Christ is the first fruits. Then, after that, they that are his at his coming. Well, now how long has that been? We've already had the first fruit phase of the resurrection. Of his resurrection. Alright, then, if the day's coming, and he says it is, after that, they that are his, see, will rise. After that cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to the Father. Why? Because he will have reigned until he's put all enemies under his feet. So in First Corinthians fifteen you have an intimation. You have a pretty good hint that uh, uh in the resurrection now. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 says nothing about the resurrection of the wicked, of the lost. It just says they that are his, see, at his coming. After that, cometh the end. The end of what? When he shall have delivered up his kingdom to the father. Doesn't even refer to the wicked dead at all here.
1: Alright,
0: look at, uh, verse Uh, verse 51 behold I show you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkle of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible we and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. That's what he's quoting Isaiah, you see. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, uh, here... You have, uh, he's going to show you a mystery. The mystery is that we shall not all die, not all sleep. Now, he's still talking about children of God. He's not talking about wicked. There's not a lost man in his embraced in these verses. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. The wicked dead are not going to be raised incorruptible in incorruption, in honor, in power, in glory, in immortal body, in a spiritual body. I think that will last uh, be everlasting, but it won't be the description of the body of the saints and the children of God. All right? Now, uh, we'll come back to that verse a little later. But now let's go to 1 uh, Thessalonians. Because un, uh, unless a person is acquainted with these arguments here, uh, then the prophecy concerning the Daniel, I mean, see, when you come to Daniel 12, about, you, you read of the tribulation first, and then you have the resurrection. All right? Unless what we're trying to do now is to find some intimation right now as uh, if there is a resurrection prior uh, to the tribulation. Now then, we're going to have Christ come in here in First Thessalonians 4. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Now, he said, and uh, I notice... He didn't say, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning the rapture. Now, this is the rapture passage. Uh, this is the only passage that they will give you to tell you that Christ is going to come back secretly. That he's going to come back prior to the tribulation. This is a the passage. They say, now, other passages tend to support it, after you once admit that he does come before the tribulation, then they can take other passages and kind uh, of support it, and uh, we we may have time to go into some of them. But but this is a passage, they say, uh, that tells you definitely, distinctly, clearly, that, uh, that Christ is going to come, the dead in Christ are going to rise. And the living are going to be changed in a moment and a twinkle an eye before the tribulation. All right, let's see. He said, Now, I would not have you to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep, the dead, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep. Now notice his authority. His authority for saying this is the word of the Lord. God told him, he said, Paul said. He says, now this is what God told me. He says, I say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not precede or go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now what does this passage tell us? This passage tells us that the dead in Christ are going to rise before somebody. They're going to precede something. See? Uh, now, he says, uh, but now how much time is going to be involved in it? Now you want to uh, note that element. For the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. There's nothing said about the tribulation. This is fact. This is going to occur. But you know what this verse didn't say? It doesn't tell you that the living are going to be changed. It says, uh, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. See? Now, uh You see, every passage of Scripture that speaks on the resurrection or on the coming of the Lord doesn't tell you all the truth about that subject. What it tells you is true. Now, we read one in First, uh, first Corinthians chapter 15, and it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. What is the mystery? The mystery was that we're not all going to die. Here, Paul is showing him about a mystery. He, he's telling him, I don't want you to be ignorant. Not about the fact that we're going to be raptured, but concerning the dead. Now, the mystery in 1 Corinthians 15 was that we which are alive are going to be changed in a moment and a twinkle an eye. See, there's our change. That's where they run them through the elevator. You you that that's the story that old uh Grandpa Jones told, you know. Well I believe that, see. Uh now here's uh and, and Paul in uh in Philippians says three twenty twenty one tells about who shall change our vile bodies. See but he didn't tell, tell you anything about being caught up to meet him in there. See? Well, he didn't have to. He told in Philippians three twenty twenty one 21, just what God wanted him to write in Philippians 3, 20, 21. Paul wrote exactly what uh, uh, God wanted him to write in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty two, where When he says, I show you, mister, we shall not all sleep. And then he just got through telling you what what happened to the dead. He said, "This the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It's raised in incorruption. It's sown in uh, uh, in uh, uh, dishonor. It's raised in glory. It's sown uh, in weakness. It's raised in power. It's sown a natural body. It's raised a spiritual body." And then he comes on and says that this mortal must put on immortality, and when this mortal puts on immortality, then shall be uh, then shall come to pass the saying that death is swallowed up in victory. See, all right. There you have the revelation made known that when when the when the dead in Christ are raised, that the living are going to be changed. All right. In First Thessalonians, all Paul says is that the dead are going to rise. He didn't say that the dead is going to rise uh, uh, a a spiritual body. He didn't say that's going to have a uh, incorruptible body. He didn't say there was going to uh, uh, have a uh, a body of glory. But but that's true. But that verse, but this passage doesn't say, and this passage doesn't say that this takes place before the tribulation. Alright, now what did we say? We said that we know that Jesus is coming back. We know that He's coming back after the tribulation. Now to make to make sure of that, let's go back to Matthew uh, twenty four. Because uh because this is this is important. Immediately, verse twenty nine. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened? And the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now, when is that? Immediately, verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days. All right, now, he didn't come back Jerusalem, did he? I don't think so. I don't think anybody ever said that, uh, uh, that he came. I don't think that anybody was raised from the dead. I don't think the living was changed in a moment and twinkling uh, then, do you? Alright. But now then, uh, that verse, that passage, Matthew 24, uh, 29 tells us immediately after the tribulation, Christ is gonna come back. Okay. Now then, let's try to find where he comes back before that tribulation. That's what dispensations want me to believe. And they want me to believe that it'll be seven years before, verse 29 here, see, that the resurrection in 1 Thessalonians 4 takes place seven years before Christ's coming After the tribulation in Matthew 24 29. Alright, let's look, uh, let's look at it again. Now, what is taught in 1 Thessalonians 4? 1 Thessalonians 4 here the dead and the living are caught up to meet Christ in the air. That's you. That's togetherness. They're with Christ. It didn't say that Christ carried them back to heaven. Any man that says that they carried them back to heaven, well, the same man can say that he carried them back to heaven in a 747 gen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You tell me that they went back to heaven? All right. Let's let, let's just take it what what the scripture says. They're caught up to meet him. Alright. Now the only other time there's two other places in the Bible where this uh went out to meet him. Uh you know where we're caught up to meet him in Matthew twenty five, where they're waiting for the marriage supper, see? Uh, the groom to come back. There, there are the, the the virgins. They're waiting for the groom. All right, and then after a while they go ye out, go ye forth out to meet him. All right. Now, what were they doing? They were going out to meet him. Did that bridegroom take the bride and? And take her off on a honeymoon? Oh, they were coming to, to the wedding feast. They went out to meet him? To do what? To return. The whole, the thing wouldn't have been complete if they hadn't come to the house. See? He wasn't eloping. He didn't elope with the bride. Christ is not eloping. He's not stealing. He didn't come secretly. First Thessalonians says, look, now remember, that this, but these people that tell you that, that this occurs now seven years before the tribulation, they tell you that this coming is secretly. Nobody knows it. Except the children of God. And if it's at night time, well the next morning, the, uh, 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 the wife, uh, wakes up and finds out her husband is not home. Where is he? She don't? Husband's looking for his wife. She's gone. He's left. You get on the phone. They call to her, oh no, my wife's not here either. I don't know where they are. And then the next morning, all comes out in the paper. so-and-so's missing. See? I don't believe no such as that. Why? Uh, first uh, Verse 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. Now, what is that? There's three things. A shout, a voice of the archangel. I don't know how how uh, loud Michael can, uh, can call a holler. Uh I don't know how uh noisy this trump will be, this trumpet. But I I don't uh, I, I just can't see a trumpet being secret. I don't believe if you was gonna steal something that you'd uh that you'd blow a trumpet and you'd have somebody announce the fact that you're coming, you're on the way. See? Well now that's what is it. And then I never have, I never have figured out Matthew 24 over there. It says, for as lightning shineth out of the east and of the west, I never have seen any secret lightning, have you? But a lightning is visible, ain't it? But you, you, you got to hide to keep from seeing lightning when when the real flash comes. Well now the Bible says he's coming that way. When I show me the passage that he says he's coming secret. No, it's not there. They, they 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 don't they don't have that, but yet they know that this. Now, why do they know that this is a a rapture, the catching up, a resurrection of the righteous dead, and the change of the living of all uh, God's children that it will be done secretly, and uh, seven years before He uh, Jesus comes to the earth. Now uh what would they say to that verse if, if i was uh believe what you say they believe, I was sitting here and I was going to respond what, what would what, I, what, what I, would they, what, they say to you Well i supposed to be saying back to you about that verse like that all right now all right here's what they here's what they say here's here's what they uh say about this verse they say that this uh takes place before the uh, uh, the tribulation because uh, uh, the uh, there's no signs. This can be any minute. This can be any moment. It might be one minute from now. Or it might be one day. Or it might be uh, thirty days from now. See. Whereas the coming in Matthew twenty four. Uh, will be preceded by signs see for you shall see the sign of the son of man in heaven all right uh over in matthew twenty four they say that the uh the uh, gathering together down in verse thirty one and the only place uh, and the uh the only place for the rapture in matthew twenty four is in verse thirty one where it says, and he shall send his angels, you know, and they shall gather together. That's the same word is here. They shall gather together uh, his elect from the four corners of the earth. All right. They say that that uh, is after the tribulation because the verse says that. They believe that. But they put this comment before that because this verse is not preceded by any sign it just says the son of god shall descend all right even so it says that he's coming with a with a trumpet voice of the archangel and 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 the trump of god shall sound all right in Matthew 24 you've got the trump of god you've got the gathering together of his elect here you've got the gathering together we gather together to him same same words almost. But now the uh, the fact is they assume this on the basis of uh of several other assumptions. And uh but now notice let, let, let me point this out to you. Now notice it says here the coming for the Lord himself. Now the omnilist makes fun of the dispensationalist and criticizes the dispensationalist because of the word Peruso uh here. Which means the coming, and they ridicule the dispensationalist because a dispensationalist says he believes in a literal interpretation of the Bible, and of course Allinus admits that they don't believe in a literal interpretation, they spiritualize anything that problems or gives them a problem and, and they uh, but they they say this word perusa here is uh, uh refers to. Uh, the coming of Christ, and it does, it's a coming. And the Amalelis says it's a coming all the way to the earth. And that's the reason why they're criticizing the dispensationalists. The dispensationalist says that uh, Jesus just comes up in the air and then he's going to return to heaven. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.